Hey everybody, welcome back to What's Up Cuz. I am your co-host, Eric Aspera. And I'm Lisa Velastro. And today we have a special guest with us today. We sure do. The one, the only, Buddy Velastro is here. Woo-hoo! Hello. Hey, hey. what's <laughs> up guys? How we doing? We're doing all right. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> is this your very first podcast you've ever done? Um, I've done a couple other ones. I've, I've done, I mean, I've been on other people's guests and stuff like that, but never like my own. Yeah. Well, well, it's not your own. Don't take it. Don't, don't, <laughs> no, don't go that uh, far. No. You know, you're, you're a guest. our guest today. I, I, uh, yeah. I've been on podcasts before. <laughs> Sorry. Well, I didn't get the memo. Well, we know you're comfortable and not shy, so I figured you'll fit right at home. Um, but as always, we start the podcast with what's up, cuz, what's going on? And everybody's been emailing, asking, how's Buddy doing? How's Buddy feeling? Absolutely. Well, first, I just want to say I'm proud of, of you guys and what a great job you're doing. Oh, thank you. Know, you. A lot yeah, of everyone fun seems stuff to like on. to know about our business a little bit, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm very honest. Uh, about, it's about our business? About, every, you know, what's going on in our lives with our kids, you know, family stories. Some of these questions that come in are really, really intense, let me tell you. Oh, well, I'm excited about it. Um, so let's get started. So you want to know exactly how I'm feeling? Well, I've been better, you know. I mean, uh, um, I, I feel lucky because I feel like it could have been a lot worse. But, you know, I really don't know the extent of the damage. It's only... Um, we're going on what three weeks? Uh, three weeks. About three weeks after. But you sound uh, great. Yeah, no, I, I sound great. I'm trying to be very optimistic. Um, my family, my wife has um, been like a rock. I mean, <laughs> as always, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she washes me every night. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> I get out of shower and I'm like, Carlo, I'm like, Mom, could you dry me? Yeah, <laughs> we start at the face. Then we work our way down the body. (laughs) I mean, it's funny because like when COVID happened and everything shut down, a lot of couples were kind of like out of work for a minute and they were like, oh, we're getting a glimpse into retirement. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And it's like you're getting a second glimpse into retirement. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But uh, no, uh, my family's been great, especially my wife. Um, We got the stitches out. I still have um, metal pins in my thumb. Um, and I have plates and screws in my ring finger. The, uh, the metal object went between my middle finger and my ring finger. And, you know, it was pretty wide. It hurt like nothing I've ever experienced in my life because it wasn't a sharp object. Mm -hmm. It just like was blunt trauma, like right through. Slow too. Slow, but I was kind of pinned, and then once it went in, it had me pinned, and then it kind of like went back and forth, and it rolled my thumb, which then crushed. So it kind of like crushed my hand. It went through my, it went through the the ring finger and the um, the middle finger, but then it kind of like rolled my whole thumb and crushed it. So it's kind of like two separate injuries. It's like two separate in- injuries. Yeah, it was like happened. five separate injuries in there. Let's <laughs> let's let's be honest here. We had he had a severed nerve, trauma to the tendons, a muscle broken, damage, everything. muscle damage, broken ring finger bone, broken uh, shattered thumb, not broken, shattered thumb. Oof. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I don't know. That sounds pretty intense to me. You still have all your fingernails? I got all my fingernails. Actually, my fingers are in pretty good shape because it hit. It That's hit, impressive. It hit through the palm, which which is good. So thank God for that. Um, you know, 
I was in so much pain when it happened, but after the surgery, I got to say, I don't know how, but I haven't been in a tremendous amount of pain. Um, I've it's been my in, calming voice. You didn't know that? It's, 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 yeah, it's, it's my, my wife's calming voice. calming voice that no, gives I mean, you like a, like a Xanax kind of feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I was basically not even taking Tylenol like really? after... Really. Six days of the surgery, five yeah. days after the surgery, and the doctor's like, "Oh man, you must have a real high tolerance for pain." I said, "I guess so," mm-hmm. um, but you know, now that we're starting physical therapy, it's starting to really hurt, and trying to get you know the mobility back because there was definitely a lot of scar tissue. But it's important to work now to get the tendons to, to you know start working. Um, but it's it's still premature you know it really is and you know when it happened there was a couple like crazy moments the first thing is when it happened i was like holy shit and i was in pain now i'm stuck i'm in pain there's blood squirting out of my hand the first reaction was can i get my hand out of here and immediately i was i was impaled there was no way it was going through my hand and it was like barbed through so my sons ran over and my brother-in-law Joey had just got got here and my other brother-in-law Joe was here and I said go get pliers and a sawzall go get pliers and a sawzall mm-hmm. and they they ran but something kept me calm as crazy as it was and as like nuts as it was I was giving them orders like I was like guys go get and they they unscrewed one screw and then they cut through a little piece of metal with the sawzall and I was free and I you know we I had to climb back down off the off the machine and we walked in the driveway and the ambulance didn't even get here yet so they had me out pretty quick so I said to my brother-in-law and my wife I said just just go in the back of the car drive to the hospital and we drove to the hospital and that's when the pain really kicked in because it started swelling and let me tell you, I got to the hospital, my hand was like, forget about it, it was like four or five times the size that yeah. it would normally be. It was pretty scary when I first went to see it, because I really didn't see it until we got to the hospital. Because he was downstairs, I was upstairs, and um, he had it wrapped when he came upstairs, so I didn't actually see what went through his hands mm. until we were at the actual hospital in the, uh, in the uh, trauma room. And I'm guessing you couldn't at that point move your fingers either. I didn't even know what I could. I was, I was just, I was, I was just like, get me to a hospital, get this thing out of my hand. Like, I didn't know what at that point he was in a daze because as soon as we got to the hospital, he was in so much pain that they already started giving him pain medication. And I could tell you this: I know that the medication they were giving him, you could give like every 20 minutes or so. He wasn't even making it to the 20 minute mark. Like within like. The 10 minute mark he was like i need more pain i need more pain meds and they're like right, you have to wait eight more minutes or you know mm. that's how much pain he was in yeah i told my wife too because again i didn't know exactly what extent of the surgery i was going to have there or if i was going to have more there was a couple like in the other thing that i was i said to my wife i said take video I said, take video of what happened. Which I thought he was crazy at that point. Because here <laughs> I am thinking, this guy is in excruciating pain. Yeah. And he wants me to take video? 
No, honestly, I, I said, take video, and I told her, call Randy, um, who's one, one of my best friends. And, um, you know, because I said, he's going to know who else to call, like what are the doctors oh, okay. or whatever. And um, So it wasn't video, like, yeah. for the show? No, no. It's no, video no, just no, for, no, yeah. no. Listen, we're second opinion type of people. Yeah, you know, I, we don't yeah, stop at should, one, yeah. especially we're talking about his hand, his livelihood. And, and, so, and my dominant hand. Yeah. yeah. I always knew from, from that minute, no matter what they were going to do at that hospital, whether it was whatever, he was always going to go for another opinion. Just mm-hmm. because it's it's just because yeah you should so it's smart to take video it's smart yeah I mean thank God um, that that they removed the the barb no problem they actually sent me home that night um, that's crazy which I was a little shocked that's too crazy. but, I was but the doctor was like you can go home I was like all right and um, Lisa had the videos and she sent them over to our friend Randy who who helped coordinate uh, Dr Carlson. In HSS, and when she saw the videos, she didn't get them until the morning. Yeah, because we got home late that night, yeah. and I sent them over to her. It must have been like ten o'clock at night, and um, she was sleeping already. She told me so. The next morning, it was like six o'clock in the morning, and she calls me and she's like, "How fast can you get here?" I'm like, "Why?" And she's oh like, "Get a police escort. Don't stop at any red lights." I'm like, "What is going on?" And apparently, when she saw the videos, she noticed his hand was so swollen that um, she didn't agree with suturing the hand shut because the muscle had no room to expand. So basically, mm. when you sew the hand shut, it constricts the muscle from from swelling, and it kind of str- the blood strangulates. So you're not oh, giving wow. the muscle oxygen. So she thought at that moment that he his muscle was dying, and oh, every wow, okay. minute counted. So when I tell you I've never driven to New York City so fast in my life. But you drove. Oh, you I drove, drove in like, my pajamas. There's a police escort. You're driving. Pajamas, you're in the passenger seat. No teeth brushed. Like, oh, my God. Two <laughs> hands ran. on the wheel. I stunk. <laughs> I mean, it was what it was. And it was uh, a shit show. Let's yeah. put it that way. It was totally a shit show. And then, you know, she she when she saw it, She's like, okay, the swelling had went down a little bit. She took out rods that they had in my um, middle, f- in my ring, ring finger. finger. Mm. And she's like, I want to put plates and screws because, you know, you'll get mobility and stuff like that. And listen, I mean, HSS is just a whole nother level of what they do. And she scheduled me for surgery that day, went in, she did everything. And, um, you know, she's. She, they were great. They she were kept really them great. there for two nights. Kept I mean, there for two nights. I would guess so. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, she kept me there for two nights. She wanted to double check the swelling, you know, and um, she just wanted to make sure that it didn't get infected. So I stood there for two days and then um, I came home and, you know, we started this road to recovery, you know. Um, it, it, it's going to be a long road. I gotta say, like the the love, the support, you know, the the concern from everybody all over the world has been very heartwarming and and um, made me really feel lucky, you know, to know that there's so many people who root for you and care for you, 
and stuff like that. I saw even Duff sent a nice little note. He did, actually. Yeah. yeah, no, he called me. I was actually in HSS, and we kept texting back and forth, and, you know, we were teasing each other. I said, now i got to beat you left-handed, you know, <laughs> and stuff like that. Yeah. And, and you know, he's like, you better you better get better, man. He's like, you, we got we to gotta do this again. Um, so he's been so supportive, you know, and and everybody. I mean, all the, all the Food Network talent, you know, everybody called me and texted me and, and sent so much love. You know, the whole Discovery family has been great throughout this thing. It's definitely changed my outlook on things because you you just never know. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you just one minute to the next. Life is so precious and unpredictable. You know, it's crazy. And again, like... I consider myself a pretty handy person. I work with power tools. You know, I stick my hands in the mixers as they go in the bakery since I'm a little kid. Things probably I shouldn't be doing, but I always feel very careful what I'm doing. Right. This was just something that it was just a freak accident. It was nothing. And believe me, I beat myself up for it for the first couple of weeks, you know. And you know, I had nightmares of it just like going through my hand and... Like, I would wake up and, and just, like, shake because it was traumatizing, you know? And you just keep replaying it in your head and you're you're just like, what, what the hell? Um, you know, but at this point, you, you got to look at the glass half full instead of half empty. And, and, and that's really it. Well, hopefully, you know, six, seven, eight months from now. Well, I gotta train my wife how to pipe. She's gonna, have, you know, I'll bring oh, her own no, buddy no, versus no. three, and that's your department, honey. Get her going. Come in. <laughs> that's your department, but I'm not gonna. Maybe, maybe eight months from now, I'll say, "I told you so." Don't go back there. <laughs> I've told him a hundred times, "Do not go back there." And it's not like it's the first time I've ever been back there. No, well, of I'm course sure. Not. Yeah, I'm so, sure. but, <laughs> no. but I can tell you it's the last. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you it's the last. Finally got it. Um. I guess on a little lighter note, um, we are happy. Well, of course, we're happy you're doing okay, and I'm sure everyone's happy to hear it. Uh, your anniversary is this week. It is. Yeah, it's tomorrow. coming up tomorrow. So I thought this might be a little fun. Of We've talked a little bit of the last episode. We talked of the story of you proposing to Lisa, proposing the second time. But now that we're here, oh, I want to ask. You told the second time, too? I did. Listen, I'm well, a wait, I just want to say, I wanna, that's the fun, the funniest part. Was the fireworks? Is that what the funny thing? That was <laughs> There was a wedding going on, and we were at the Liberty House in, in um, Jersey City. And and again, I, I got down on one knee. I proposed. And and as I was proposing, fireworks went off in the background. And, you know, she's like, oh, my God, it's so nice. Like, we're so lucky. The wedding is having fireworks. I'm like, no, asshole. I got the fireworks. Isn't that so uh, nice how he talks to uh, you? You know what I'm saying? I'm like, no, I did that. How was I supposed to know? If there's a wedding going on, That's that was the thing. When, you know, when you get know, married at the I Liberty know. House... That's the thing they do is they have fireworks on on the lawn. So why would I think any different? If anybody deserved a, a good proposal, you did. Oh, thank there you. you. Well, as you said, that's a selfless person that doesn't assume it's for them. It is because there's been those scenarios you see the opposite. Yeah, it's like oh, you got this for me, and you're like, 
Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Totally. Yeah, fireworks. <laughs> no, I didn't buy this for my yeah. mom's. Well, for wedding you. is gonna have fireworks. You go call them and stuff like that. And like, All right, let's go. That's funny. Yeah, but I was just. Uh, I guess everybody loves love. What would you guys say was uh, the number one thing that stuck out that made you be like this? I'm marrying this person. Um, my thing was his work work ethic, his family values. Um, it was basically what I was looking for. You know, I matured at a very young age. Um, I knew what I she wanted. She was a baby. In life. I mean, she was nineteen yeah. when we met. Yeah. I was nineteen. I snuck her into the club that first <laughs> night. You I did. Joey's in Clifton. Yeah, but Sunday nights. I was nineteen, already established with a full time job. Um, you know, I was the oldest of the grandchildren on my mom's side. So my mom was the oldest. So I, I could tell you I was when my when my brother was born, I was eleven. I oh, wow. okay. basically Second took, mom. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Literally. I'm I Elisa was definitely very motherly. That was one of the qualities that, that I loved about her. Um we got along great. She was gorgeous. Um, and she had a good demeanor about her. Like, we wanted the same things in life. Like, things that were important to me was, like, I was like, I want to have a lot of kids. I want to, <laughs> like, I want to have a lot of kids. I mean, you know what? I grew up in a family that we, you know, with four sisters. and And we had a very awesome childhood. Like, you know, we had so many great family memories and and my parents were awesome and, and, you know, I wanted that again. Like, I really wanted that in my life. And by the time I met Lisa, my life had been kind of turned upside down because my dad died when I was 17. I actually dropped out of high school to go run the bakery. So by the time I met Lisa, I was 21, 22. Well, you were 23 when we got married, so you were 21. Yeah, so we were like 21, 22, and, but I was living the life of a, of a 40-year-old man because, mm-hmm. you know, I had 30-something employees. I worked six days a week. I, I ran a business. I, and at that time, were you also working with all your brother-in-laws too? Yeah. They were already working, working with, there, right? I, I was working with everybody, you That's... know, so I was on a different scale than it is now, but, you know... I had to be there. I was always there. And um, I wanted to meet someone and settle down. I felt like, you know, I I don't want to say that I missed that part of my life because I I don't feel like, like I did, but I had to grow up quick. And growing up quick, you, you have different, you have a different mindset. And I knew that I had to have a wife who not only supported what I was doing, but had the same values and the same likes and the same understanding of work. And, you know, look, I was lucky. My father-in-law worked like an animal his whole life, you know. And he still does. <laughs> yeah. He, you know, he, still he, does. he still does, 100%. But I knew that, like... You know, when when I got to work, I got to work. It's like Lisa never, even to this day, she never breaks my chops and says, you know, like you you can't work. She mm-hmm. knows like work is work. I got to go do what I got to do. Well, it probably helped that you had a full time job. Yeah, especially no, when we met, I was working full time. Um, 
So you, know, you get we, it. I, I, and not only that, I was also raised in my parents' business, and their business was seven days a week. It was so. similar. She, she, she understood the dynamic. Yeah. Well, every business is because any problem is your problem. Exactly. You don't just show up, do your work, go home. Yeah. It's 24-7. Christmas Eve, just like he worked late Christmas Eve, so did we. We did caterings, you know, Christmas Eve till mm-hmm. late at night. So we always celebrated Christmas Day. And it's just we kind of um, were well, raised we, the same we, way. We got along. We, we got along. We were happy. You know, she's very family oriented. I loved her family. She loved mine. You know, her parents are like second parents to me. Um, her sister, her brother, you know, they're, it was uh, their, their family, you know. So we, I just kind of knew, you know, I just immediately, I think it was less than a year after us dating. I, uh, we got engaged six months when we started after six months. Six yeah. months? Six months. Six months. I didn't know that. Yeah, I just six knew. Months. I just there was just something that I just knew. I said, look, this is this is the one. And we we started dating in January because it was right around New Year's because that's when Freddie came from Italy, mm-hmm. and you proposed in July. Because it was supposed to be the 4th of July, remember, at my mom's house with yep, the whole family. it was supposed to be 4th of and July. And it was a couple of days before. It was a couple of days before. So it was six months after we started dating. Well, I was just so excited to, to you know, propose and and uh, spend my life with, with Lisa and, and, you know, do the, do the things. You know, like I said, my mentality at 22 was like a 40-year-old man because... I had the responsibility of a 40-year-old man. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we we got along great. She's an amazing cook. That's why I can't lose. Uh, so she keeps me fat. Oh, you know, yeah. there's always good food in this house. Listen, she cooks, you make dessert. That's a pretty good, exactly. that's a pretty good uh, compromise, don't you think? I'm not mad about it. It is a good compromise. Um, but we had a lot of the same values. Yeah. You know, what is, we, uh, What's the year this year? 19. 19. 19. Okay. 19 years. Uh, 19. There you yeah, go. and honestly, I'm not saying it, but I don't think we fight too much. No, I'm pretty easy going. I just go with the flow. Yeah. I think, listen, time out. I, did, uh, <laughs> I knew it. I knew he was going to say so something I. I said that. Uh, so, so, so do I. Look, I, I, there's a couple rules that, that I follow. I try not to bring my problems home. Okay. Like no matter how bad my day is at work, like she'll be like, "How was your day?" That's all right. You know, I just don't want to talk about it because I don't want to egg up and and start like you know going to whatever the the blitz of my day was. You know, um, and anything she wants, right? What did I tell? That I have to say that from my day one. from day one, my husband never complained about how much money I spent. Really. Yeah, listen, I, I'm in within reason. I'm going to be honest, you know. Then or you, now? Then and now. You know what you bring in. You're not going to spend more than what you bring in. But he never complained once of how much money I spent. I'm a very vow-driven person in the sense where if I tell you I'm going to do something, I do it. Right. I keep my word. The, the, the deal was I said, listen, you know what? I want to, I'm going to work. I'm going to concentrate on my career i'm going to do this i want you to be home with the kids i want you to focus on you know them being you know having the best life they could be that rock that pillar that's there 
And I said, I, whatever you want, you got. I, I don't. I no matter if I get how hard I have to work, I don't care. I'll give you whatever you want to provide for you and the kids. And and that was that was kind of what the deal was. And and I always I always knew that when it was time to have children, that if I was able to stay home and raise them, that that's what my role would become. Well, especially if you want a lot of kids. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. I mean, and I give her the most credit. I couldn't stay home and, and do it. No, no way. I mean. I'm a woman and I'm like, I don't, I don't know if I could do it. Yeah, but she's always helped me at the bakery too. You know, like anytime I needed her. Man, yeah. during COVID. Oh, yeah. I called her in, man. I said, you know, you got to come to work. Well, that was everybody. Yeah, Wasn't it your kids? Yeah. Everybody. Morrow's kids. And we did. We, we broke our asses. But you know what? We Listen, we were dead tired by the end of the day. But there was also a satisfaction that came behind it. That we were all together. We pulled through. We did what we had to do. It, it, was, it was a weird satisfaction. Even though we were dead tired. And when I tell you dead tired, like oh, yeah. I did not feel my legs. <laughs> but it was it was a good time. It was fun. So so I feel bad when people say, oh, how did you live through COVID? I didn't have time to think about it. Like yeah. we were busy. Mm-hmm. Thank God. You know, thank God. Because I feel bad for the people, the businesses that that struggled. And my heart goes out to them. But, you know, we... That was our time together as a family, something that we haven't gotten in years. Yeah, I mean, and again, too, in the beginning, it was just my employees didn't want to work. Yeah. Everybody was scared. Well, yeah. So yeah, I don't blame the, them. The, the, yeah, know? so I couldn't, but we had orders and I said, look, how are we going to do it? And, and you know, I was working probably 18-hour days every day. And, you know, I mean, I do what I got to do. And I just said to my wife, I said, you and the kids got to come. Mm. And I called my sisters and said, "You and your kids got to yeah, come. Anyone, anyone yeah. that can ice the cake, yeah. get anybody, in here. <laughs> anybody who <laughs> could do anything, <laughs> you know, worker printer. That's yeah. it. So, so we uh, all got together. We pulled through. We we did it. Well, that's what family does. And honestly, I like taking it one step further. Not only with my wife and kids, because I think we have a beautiful family dynamic and family relationship, and we get along. But even with our extended family like my my sisters and their kids or her brother and sister or her parents you know we're a tight family like we're together every weekend we get together we eat together we laugh together we play cards together we go on vacations together we 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 get we you know and like father p always says it best he says you don't realize how blessed you guys are to have each other you know, and, and again, technically, me and my sisters are business partners, and we don't fight. Mm-hmm. You know, we we don't, I mean, it wasn't always like that, but we don't fight. You know, I, I guess um, a little bit of age and maturity, and, and I think they, they understand me more, and they understand what my mindset is, you know, and the vow that I made to... My mother and father to say that no matter what, I'm going to keep the family together. You know, to do do what's best for the for the bakery, and you know, right or wrong, whether it be to my benefit or to to not my benefit, I do when I make decisions. I base it on what's best for Carlos Bakery, not what's best for Buddy or Mary or Lisa or Grace or Madeline. I do what's best for the business. 
But in the long run, we are very close. You know, I am missing my parents. They they actually moved to Vegas to um, take care of our other business that we opened up. Um, it's Gloria's. Hopefully- Which, but no, 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 no. Pizza cake. Pizza cake. Oh, what? oh, that one too. Oh, okay. Yeah. So your mom started Gloria's. Uh, what is it? Gloria's Famous Cookies? Yeah. Yeah, but and they, they originally doing... moved down to Vegas wow. yeah, okay. they for moved, they Pizza moved, Cake. Yeah, they moved to Vegas yeah. to, because... I didn't know they fully moved. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well... What you don't know about me is my favorite food in the world is pizza. <laughs> like literally, I, I remember traveling in like in the country, like all over the country, and you would be in like a small town, and it's like, what do you want to eat? I'm like, even bad pizza is not that bad. Yeah. So you know what? Just get a pizza. Mm-hmm. Um, and I w- was intrigued by it. My father owned the pizzeria for 30 years. So an opportunity came where I wanted to come up with a concept called pizza cake. And it's basically like New York st- New York style pizza and cake slices. Okay. Like in different, you know, so it's a slice or a slice. Yeah. And we love Vegas. Um, the only downfall was, you know, my father was going to help get it up and running. And the, the thing is, is that it's on the other side of the country. <laughs> so, you know, but... We are always in Vegas. It just so happens because of COVID, we haven't been able to be there in eight months. And that's right. the longest that I've ever gone without seeing my parents. So now it's like, okay, what's going on? Yeah, you get itchy to, <laughs> yeah. to go there. But yeah, I mean, listen, we're usually in Vegas six to eight times a year because, uh, you know, the bakery and Buddy uh, V's and, Buddy yeah. and mm-hmm. now Pizza Cake. Um, and you know what? It's been awesome. I mean, me and my father were developed the pizza for about nine months i swear to god i gained 30 pounds just eating pizza <laughs> yeah it was like every day but you know we you know just getting the dough right understanding the sauce understanding the cheese and um only for the simple fact of when you're in vegas it's different air different oh, water yeah. different because water again if we were yeah, in new jersey my father had the best pizza ever like, yeah yeah no 100 percent. but the water is huge 100%. Yeah. there was a pizza place in my hometown that made fresh bread they sold the recipe to a place in north carolina and it wasn't coming out right and they have to ship the water from upstate new york down yeah there. it's crazy yeah but we figured everything out and i and thank god it's going well um and it's yeah. go get a slice. It's in, it's in Harris when you're pizza there. Pizza cake. You want a good Las Vegas uh, want, strip. I'm saying it's good pizza. I'm not saying it because it's good. mine. And say hi to my dad and my mom if you see them. Yeah. <laughs> you Facetime me today. Yeah. Out Tell them what's up, cause sent you. All right. Well, uh, I mean, I think that's it for this week, guys. Thank you so much, buddy, for coming on. Anytime. Maybe and you'll have me back. Join us. Yeah. I'm sure. I, I want some like real like hard questions next time, but. Well, we really didn't get to questions because you spoke so much. <laughs> Me, you. <laughs> I, I did, you spoke the most, but, you know, it was your first time on. Everybody wanted to hear an update, and uh, I'm Got sure everyone's it. happy to hear you're doing okay. you got to invite me back. Definitely. We'll definitely invite you back. All right. Well, thank you guys so much again for uh, listening to the podcast. If you want to email us your questions, it's whatsupcuzpod at gmail.com. And as always, use the promo code cuz10 at carlosbakery.com for 10% off your order. Get a slice or, as we said, go visit Pizza Cake if you're around Vegas. Uh, And you can follow us on social media at Buddy Velastro, at Lisa Velastro 4, and I'm at Sperica. And we will see you guys next week. Till next time. Thanks. Thanks.